Hi there. Welcome to Wednesday Bible Study. I'm Pastor Carolyn Hetrick here at Grace Lutheran Church, and we're beginning a new series for the next three weeks entitled All Creation Sings, a wonderful opportunity for us to celebrate the gift of God's creation and our role as part of creation in tending this rich resource that God gives us. Our first session is called Holy Water, and as you might guess, we're going to be talking about water this week. And I thought we'd get started with something that is familiar to us on our Wednesdays when we gather for Super Wednesdays. After dinner, we sing the doxology. So if you have the printed study outline, it's available on our website, www.glcpa.org, under sermons. Go down to the bottom at Bible Studies or on our Faith Formation page glcfaithformation.org under Adult Bible Study. We're going to join in singing the doxology. Since we're all in our homes, feel free to sing as loudly as you wish. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Creator, we give you thanks for your creation and everything that is in it. Teach us to love and care for our communities and neighbors near and far. Help us to remember you and your gift of water now and always. May we recognize the holiness in all the earth's water and strive for its care and protection. Amen. So the title of this Bible study, All Creation Sings, evokes a theme that permeates through all of scripture, especially in the Psalms, but beginning even with Genesis 1, where the word that brings creation into being speaks, let there be, and life begins to happen. Genesis tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the earth from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let there be water under the sky gathered into one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. And God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. God said, let the water teem with living creatures, let the birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas. This is just a portion of the creation story. Each week when we talk about the gift of creation, 
We're going to be interspersing scripture and music and reflection and also some steps to consider for action as we live into our baptismal calling as stewards of God's creation. There's a song that's in our ELW hymnal called Crashing Waters at Creation. I'm going to sing it with you now. Listen to the words or you can look off of the study guide and just think about the words as you hear them. Crashing waters at creation, ordered by the Spirit's breath, first to witness day's beginning from the brightness of night's death. Parting water stood and trembled as the captives passed on through, washing off the chains of bondage channel to a life made new. Cleansing water once at Jordan, closed around the one foretold, open to reveal the glory, ever new and ever old. Living water never ending, quench the thirst and flood the soul. Wellspring source of life eternal, drench our dryness, make us whole. That's hymn number 455 in our ELW. As today we begin contemplating water, from the story of creation to where the psalmist gushes forth in praise, you make springs gush forth in the valleys, they flow between the hills giving drink to every wild animal. Wild asses quench their thirst by the streams, the birds of the air have their habitation. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode, you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. It's a portion of Psalm 104. Water is all around us. Even from space, the Earth is a blue planet because it's predominantly water. The Bible contains more than 500 references to water, and all creation depends upon it. Water is the cradle of life and an expression of God's grace. What a blessing, clean, simply plain water is. Take a moment and think maybe of some of the great moments of water in the Bible. Crossing the Red Sea. The woman at the well. Naaman washing in the pool of Siloam and being healed are just a few. Can you stop and think about how God is speaking in these examples? And think of Jesus' baptism in the Jordan. Just as water is the essence of life, it's also a primary element of life as a Christian. The sacrament of baptism marks the sacred source of our spiritual life in water. Martin Luther writes about the holiness of water in our baptism in the small catechism. God could have chosen any way to act, but makes this promise to you with amazing, abundant water. Baptism is not simply plain water. It is water used according to God's command and connected with God's word. 
where our Lord Christ says in Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. How would your view of baptism change if the water were polluted and dirty? Or if there were no water available at all? How does God's word with water remind you of God's work in the world? As those baptized into new life with Christ and given a purpose in God's world, how should we see this abundant gift? Plain old water, connected with God's word and purposes, accomplishes holy things. Yet almost one billion people today do not have access to clean drinking water. Our water resources are being diminished and degraded by some of our industrial and agricultural practices here and around the world, including deforestation, overconsumption, waste, and pollution. Both in scripture and in our world today, water has determined where people settle and where they can thrive. Many of us are blessed to simply turn on the tap and water flows. Did you know that a simple shower uses five gallons of water for every two minutes? You don't have to be the parent of teenagers who take long showers to think about that one. And yet at least 36 states here in this country are anticipating and experiencing water shortages, even under non-drought conditions. Global agriculture uses two quadrillion gallons of rainwater and irrigation water every year. I can't even begin to wrap my head around that number. We often overlook the value of water. One way to think about our impact in the world when it comes to water is to look at our water footprint. Perhaps you've heard that phrase carbon footprint. Well, there is a way to think about the impact of our use of water supplies as well. In the study guide, there's a link for where to go, but if you go to www.waterfootprint, all one word, .org, or visit elca.org backslash hunger backslash water, you can learn more. Maybe do this as an exercise for yourself, with your family, or your friends. We obviously need to eat and drink, but we can make choices to use products in ways that use God's creation more wisely. One thing to think about is industrial scale agriculture. Factory farms is the common term. They are large scale irrigation users using two to three times more water than smaller agricultural concerns and often actually wasting water. I encourage you to look at local providers we're blessed here in Center County to have so many wonderful farms and agricultural providers in the Penns Valley and our area in general. Try to use local producers and providers as much as possible, not only because it supports them in the economy, but it also supports much more sustainable practices. Perhaps you could learn to eat in season rather than always going to the store for what you want 
even when it can't realistically be grown at the time of year that you want it. Strawberries in January is an example. Maybe ask your local farmers which crops use less water and learn more about their growing process. Another thing to think about is use less energy. You might wonder what that has to do with water. Energy development uses a lot of water and that's having an effect in lots of places. Like the Coastal Community Collaborative, which is a group of five Native American and historically African American communities in Louisiana that have come together after the Gulf oil spill to protect the unique ecosystem of the bayous. Oil drilling and oil spills have damaged the ecosystem so that it is no longer providing for them personally or commercially in the way that it did. Closer to home, hydraulic fracturing uses enough water annually to fill the New Orleans Superdome 122 times. And if you're not sure about how many people that building holds, it's over 76,000. Imagine 122 times worth of filling the water of Beaver Stadium. I think you get the picture. In Bristol Bay, Alaska, every year like clockwork, millions of salmon run from the sea up the rivers to spawn. More than 8,000 native peoples and 14,000 commercial fishermen count upon this for their personal survival and their livelihood. The threat of a huge open pit copper and gold mine has loomed over the heart of this pristine salmon spawning territory for about a decade now. But as of August 2020, they're awaiting final approvals by the US Army Corps of Engineers. It would directly impact the world's greatest sockeye salmon run, jeopardize thousands of jobs and cultural traditions of subsistence that date back over 10,000 years as well as sport fishing and tourism. In this particular community, which is predominantly Russian Orthodox, every winter they cut a hole in the ice to bless these sacred waters. Just take a moment and imagine the idea of stopping and pausing somewhere to bless water as sacred. While household use of water is less than 10% of all the fresh water used, we can still make an impact here as well, not only with taking shorter showers. Only run the dishwasher and the washer when they're full. Fix leaky plumbing fixtures like faucets and toilets. You'd be amazed how much water a small leak can use. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, NOAA, reports that one in 10 U.S. watersheds is distressed, and shortages could begin to affect Cleveland, Miami, San Francisco, Dallas, and Washington, D.C. within the next decade. In Africa and Asia, women walk an average of three miles a day just to secure water. Lack of clean water and proper sanitation is the second largest cause of death for children in the world. What would communities look like without water for washing or sanitation? We know that water is central to our existence, our health, 
and our spiritual lives. From bathtubs to rivers and drinking glasses to waterfalls, from baptismal fonts to the expansive seas, water is a gift from God. To have a resource so sacred requires us to acknowledge its importance and our responsibility as stewards, caretakers, if you will. It's living out our baptismal vocation so that those today and those long after us can know this important life-giving element. So I invite you to join with me in a confession and forgiveness around the holiness of water. Gracious God, forgive our neglect of what you have entrusted to us as stewards. We confess that we take your gift of water for granted and acknowledge the need for repentance and action. We are reminded of your power and love with every nourishing drink and cleansing bath. Empower us to speak for those without and work to ensure justice and peace for all. Amen. God, the Lord and giver of life, meets us in the deserts of our lives and the wilderness within, in the places where we have fallen short to give us hope and strength in the waters of new life and forgiveness. Come, people of God, open your lives to receive God's new life and open your hearts to sing God's praise. Amen. Friends, may we forever exalt God and creation. Go in peace. Enjoy God's gift of water and work to preserve this sacred resource for the future. In closing, I invite you to think about the words as I sing them for Let Justice Flow Like Streams. Let justice flow like streams of sparkling water pure, enabling growth, refreshing life, abundant cleansing sure. Let righteousness roll on as others' cares we heed, an ever-flowing stream of faith translated into deed. So may God's plumb-line straight define our measure true, and justice, right, and peace pervade this world our whole life through. Friends, it's been a joy to be with you this day. I invite you to join us again next week, where we'll be talking about the intersection between the sacrament of communion and holy food. Until then, we love you. We miss you. We hope to see you soon. Take care. <laughs>